This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Rich Bradbury, and welcome to Enterprise BizBytes. It is Thursday, the 18th of May, 12.05.06 here in the studio. And of course, I'm in the studio with Lily Chai. Now, um, we've got a topic for you today. <laughs> I want to get all sad. And... Should we, shall we sing the song? No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Now, um, of course, there's a certain band coming to uh, uh, Malaysia, and uh, ticket sales uh, tickets went on sale fairly recently. Yep. Some people got them, some people didn't. Of course, the recent announcement of Coldplay's first ever concert in Malaysia, anticipation skyrocketed amongst our music enthusiasts. Mm. Uh, the band is set to perform at Bukit Jalil National Stadium on the uh, 22nd of November. Ticket sales have been, in a word, chaotic. The high demand for uh, the uh, Music of the Spheres World Tour highlighted some of the significant challenges in the uh, event ticketing industry in Malaysia and offers some lessons, perhaps, for future mega events. Um, We're going to be hearing from Iqbal Amir. He's the founder and group CEO of the Livescape Group. They're no stranger to uh, ticketing and uh, issues, and they're no stranger to live events here Mm. in Malaysia, having helmed some of the largest events here in Malaysia, of course. Um, Yeah, so that's where we are. But we're going to ask you a question, and this could be kind of controversial. And where where do you guys at home stand when it comes to people buying tickets on your behalf, right? Mm. We're not talking about people who are buying tickets and then turning around and selling them for an inflated price. We're talking about people and who are buying tickets on your behalf for a fee, right? And I know there's this discussion online saying, well, they're ticketing services, they're (laughs) not scalpers. Is there a difference? And I want to hear from you guys because we have our opinions, but we want to hear from you. 018-789-8899 on our U-Mobile WhatsApp number. Twitter, of course, we are at BFM Radio. Is there a difference fundamentally between quote-unquote ticket services or ticketing agents and scalpers, let us know. Mm. Uh, they feel like personal shoppers to me. So, but we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. So, again, uh, Coldplay's concert is organized by Live Nation. I don't know why you're so sad about this whole thing, though. But it is uh, the the response is extraordinary, right? Yes. Even uh, local fans, non-local fans, you know, even we had this discussion in the office saying that you know this is like the concert of a lifetime that you have to experience, even if you're not their fan. Mm. And this is shown by the concert tickets being sold out within just three hours of the general sales. I think it's less than that. And um, but this uh, Coldplay's debut. Uh, I call this a fever, Mm. right, in Malaysia. And it's not really an isolated phenomenon because uh, the last tour that Coldplay did, it's called A Head Full of Dreams, Mm. was the third highest grossing tour of all time, raking in more than 520 million US dollars in concert ticket sales and trailing only the Rolling Stones and U2. Wow. Now, uh, if you had been a fly on the wall here in the office on the 16th, (laughs) Uh, you, you would have seen many people clicking and clicking and clicking. We, we exactly. all know how it was going. I'm sure many of you guys at home and wherever you were were doing the same thing. Probably some of you on multiple devices. Anyway, um, the demand has also led, of course, to an unwelcome rise in, in, in ticket scalping. Coldplay's dedicated fan base and the limited ticket availability created an opportunistic environment for scalpers who have been purchasing multiple tickets only to resell them at exorbitant prices. Mm-hmm. 
So we'll give you an example. The cheapest ticket, originally priced at 228 ringgit, is now being sold for 1,749 ringgit on Viagogo, uh, which of course is a ticket marketplace. Similar price inflations is also seen on other platforms like Carousel. And of course, the fans are frustrated and provoked by this, and they're calling for a halt to buying from scalpers. Well, that's just insane. Even though there's a call out now mm-hmm. for a second date to be added for Coldplay to play here in mm-hmm. Malaysia. There's, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. there's a, a petition going around for that. But there's also a petition, people petitioning that petition. <laughs> yeah, that's where we I, are. It's just a weird place on the internet, right? Yeah. But I, I really feel like the inflation of size is something to be addressed, right? Yeah. But um, what does this influx of international acts like Coldplay mean for the Malaysian economy, right? So the live music industry is a significant economic engine and it is over, often overlooked in favor of recorded music music revenues mm. and musicians are increasingly relying on live performances so uh, for example in 2017 musicians only receive 12% out of the 43 billion US dollars generated by the mu- music industry and with most of this income coming from touring. Yeah. A study conducted by, uh, this is in the US, by the Oxford Economics, uh, they provided insights into the substantial economic impact of the live entertainment industry. In 2019, uh, the industry's total economic impact was $132.6 billion, uh, supporting 913,000 jobs and generating labour income of approximately $42.2 billion. If similar trends are reflected in Malaysia, the economic benefits from concerts like Coldplay's could be enormous, enhancing Mm. local operational spending by live event venues and boosting spending by out-of-town attendees. Right, and especially international uh, people from other countries will actually, you know, come maybe come to Malaysia because of the ticket prices, right? And they say it like 228 ringgit. They were like, they were shocked, I I saw, right? And um, the Coldplay concert... It's not really a cultural event anymore, mm. and it because this provides a snapshot into the complex dynamics of the music industry, and this highlights the issue of ticket scalping, of course, and underscores the potential of economic benefits of hosting international acts here in Malaysia. So, as the world continues from uh, to recover from the whole pandemic situation, concerts like these could play such a pivotal role in stimulating economic recovery and revitalizing the live music seen here in Malaysia. It, it, it's, it is so vibrant and I don't think yeah. it should be overlooked. And how tired had we been of seeing, <laughs> you know, bands going to Bangkok, bands right. going to Singapore. Singapore. And, you know, we were just sat here in, Mal- in KL twiddling our thumbs <laughs> going, oh, well, you know, why, why aren't they not coming here? You know, and, and that became such a frustration. Mm. Um, but this event provides this valuable lesson for event organisers like Live Nation and ticketing platforms like Go Live Asia. The record-breaking queue of 400,000 fans for the pre-sale tickets indicates an untapped market for international acts in Malaysia. Clearly, with stuff like careful planning and stringent measures against scalping, the music industry could turn again, into a lucrative sector of the Malaysian economy, benefiting both the artists and the fans, of course. Now, 
We will be taking a short break, and when we come back, we'll be hearing from Iqbal, the founder and group CEO of the Livescape Group. If you want to get in touch with us, and uh, please don't shout at us, uh, get us via <laughs> our U-Mobile WhatsApp number, 018-789-8899. Get us on Twitter, at BFM Radio. And that question that we're asking you guys, do you think that there is a fundamental difference between those people that are paid a service, uh, paid a service fee to buy tickets on your behalf versus ticketing scalpers let us know we're going to take a short break guess what music we've got coming up <sighs> in my place by coldplay here on bfm 89.9 bribe free ministers bfm 89.9 the business station Welcome back to Enterprise BizBytes. My name is Rich Bradbury, and I'm in the studio with... Lily Chai. We are talking about the Coldplay tickets, Malaysia's sales meltdown, uh, with the recent announcement, of course, of Coldplay's first ever concert in Malaysia. Anticipation skyrocketed amongst uh, music enthusiasts, fans or not fans. Uh, they are performing at Bukit Jalil National Stadium on November 22nd. Ticket sales uh, have been, in a word, chaotic. Um, we are asking that question. Is there a fundamental difference between the people that provide the service of buying the tickets on your behalf for a small fee uh, versus uh, ticketing scalpers. Let us know. Get us via our U-Mobile WhatsApp number 018-789-8899 or on Twitter at BFM Radio. We've already had uh, one message on WhatsApp from Nini who says, when one doesn't get things they desire, like in this case the Coldplay concert tickets, it's super disappointing. Mm. However, I won't support those scalpers. Neither do we, Nini. Well yep. done. Now, uh, of course, we wanted to speak to somebody who had some familiarity with this uh, topic in hand. Uh, so we reached out to Iqbal Amir. He's the founder and group CEO of the uh, Livescape Group. Thank you very much for joining us, Iqbal. Now, uh, first question, as somebody who's been, uh, <coughs> excuse me, extensively involved in event management, uh, how do you see uh, the current ticket sales process in Malaysia, particularly in light of this recent frenzy around these uh, concert ticket sales? Um, yes, uh, Livescape has been in the live entertainment industry for more than a decade. And um, seeing the frenzy about the Coldplay concert uh, does give uh, butterflies in my stomach. It's good to see fans really wanting to come out and um, experience a show um, of the stature and of the magnitude of Coldplay. For the ticket sales process in Malaysia, uh, I mean, Malaysia has always been bombarded by um, sometimes good experiences, sometimes bad experiences, um, but, um, I guess when there's a high demand for something, you know, mm. uh, things tend to break. Mm. So let's talk about high demand ticket sales. So based on your experience, what are some of the challenges that event organizers face when it comes to high demand ticket sales like Coldplay's concert? And what strategies can be implemented to address these problems? In our experience, challenges that event organizers face during high demand ticket sales, um, like the Coldplay show, for example, is that um, it's a complete, it's, it's, it's pandemonium, right? Because you have fans and then you have really, really hardcore fans and then you have the sponsors and then you have the government and then you have the datos and the tansries and you know, this particular politician and everybody wants a, a ticket. And the worst thing is that everybody wants it for free, you know? Um, so event organizers, have a really tough time trying to manage everyone's expectations because everyone's expectations are different. 
if I'm a politician, for example, and I want to abuse my power, you know, I would expect a free ticket. And if I don't get a free ticket, you're not going to get your permit. So they have a different expectation in comparison to the diehard fan who's been a fan for years and years and has been waiting for Coldplay to come to Malaysia and then their expectations are different. Um, Yeah, so everyone's expectations are different. As for an event organizer, it's extremely challenging to face things like this. Mm. Wow. So we've read or, or, you know, it's been intimated that the ticket sales saw the ticketing server's uh, system crash. Can you talk us through the technical difficulties that might arise during these high demand ticket sales and, and how we can, I don't know, better prepare for this kind of event? To clarify, the the ticketing server did not crash. And it had over 400,000 people trying to buy tickets. It's like, imagine 400,000 cars trying to get into a, into a highway, you know? You know, it, it gets bloated uh, and the system tries to mitigate that. Um, that kind of volume, any, any ticketing system is, is going to experience difficulties. It didn't crash. In fact, it sold over 55,000 tickets yesterday. So I wouldn't necessarily call it a crash, but we just call it basically a lot of people going through the virtual queue system and everybody trying to push go at the same time. And with that, there are they are delays. Um, so these technical difficulties um, is apparent. It happens all over the world. Malaysia is not the only one that, that goes through things like this. Um, there are solutions out there like um, uh, blockchain technology, um, using um, 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 NFTs as a form of tickets that, that can definitely help um, unbloat the system. Um, other ways are segmenting people into different time slots where they can buy their tickets within a certain time and categorizing categorizing that to maybe 100 tickets that go, 500 tickets that go. It would be a lot slower, a lot more technical, but that's another solution for this. Huh. But, you know, pre-ticket, pre-sale tickets, uh, they are becoming increasingly popular. Coplay's concert actually have had a pre-sale mm-hmm. as well. So what are the advantages and potential drawbacks of this method from an event organizer's point of view? As a promoter, as an event organizer, you take all the risk. You know, you are the one out there who's paying millions of dollars for artists and, you know, you're risking to make sure you get those permits on time. You're booking the venue. Uh, you take all the risk. Um, doing pre-sale tickets are a way to hedge that risk. If you have an idea of demand that's coming beforehand, um, that allows you to uh, not only uh, see what sort of re- revenue numbers you to expect, but also how many people are actually going to be coming for the show. You know, planning a, a music festival or a Coldplay concert is a huge logistical behemoth. Uh, um, um, that needs to be done. So doing pre-sale tickets help mitigate that risk. Okay, Iqbal. So, you know, one of the things that we we need to address is that we know that there are scalpers out there, you know, people who are uh, buying these tickets and reselling them at much higher prices. And as an industry insider, how do you view this issue? Uh, And what measures do you think can be put in place to prevent some of these practices? Organizers hate ticket scalpers. We think that they are the bane of existence. We think that they are there purely to make profit of people's uh, love for music and artists. And um, 
currently what organizers do is um, they say that they, they, in a way to kind of mitigate it, they say if you buy a ticket, then the ticket is tied to your name and tickets are non-transferable. So this is an effort to basically stop someone from buying the ticket early on and then trying to sell it for the highest price so that true fans buy the ticket. Unfortunately, we know that this doesn't work because um, um, at the end of the day, uh, uh, willing buyer, willing seller. So uh, this becomes a problem. Measures that can be put in place, again, I, I am an advocate of Web3 and blockchain, um, but um, using a different highway than the current highway that we're currently using and, and putting tickets up on, on, on the blockchain can mitigate that issue because um, I can buy a ticket and I can sell it on the blockchain knowing that the ticket is verified. I can transfer ownership between me and that person and I can ensure that the event organizer gets a portion of the sale. I can even cap the ticket. That means I can say that the ticket cannot go higher than double its price. It can only go up by 20%. I can set all these rules in a smart contract and that will allow, um, uh, it wouldn't deter scalpers, but it would be a much better way to prevent things like this from happening. Mm. Right, interesting. But I guess the prevalence of scalping during the whole concert, uh, Coldplay concert ticket sales, has raised questions about regulations and safeguards, right? So what role do you think policy and laws can play in, in curbing this issue? In regards to raising questions of regulations and safeguards i i actually think that uh, that's uh, that's a dead end you know i don't think policy and law can do anything about it um, you know again like what i said willing buyer willing seller probably a topic of conversation is happening now because coldplay is the, the, the topic of the day and then tomorrow it's going to be about a, a housing crisis and then uh, lawmakers are going to say that we need to come with law for that and this is just going to fall under the rug it's the it's it's not on their priority list so I don't think um, uh, this is going to happen. Mm. All right. Um, stay on the phone with us, Iqbal. We've still got a bunch of questions for you. Um, we are going to take a short break, though, folks. Again, don't forget the question that we're asking is, do you think there's a fundamental dis uh, difference between the people that sit in queues to buy tickets on your behalf for a fee and ticketing scalpers? Let us know. Get us on our U-Mobile WhatsApp number, 018-789-8899, or on Twitter, we are at BFM Radio. Music coming up from the Go-Go's with We Got The Beat here on Enterprise Business. Bites on BFM 89.9. Big Friendly Matcha. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. Welcome back to Enterprise Biz Bites. I'm Rich Bradbury in the studio with... Lily Chai. 12.32 here on Thursday, the 18th of May, uh, 2023. We're talking about the uh, Coldplay debacle, uh, the ticket debacle, uh, or <laughs> Malaysia's sales meltdown, however you want to put it. Uh, of course, they are coming here. They'll be playing on November 22nd at the Bucket Jalil National Stadium, uh, promoting their Music of the Spheres World Tour. And um, we've been looking at some of the challenges in the event ticking, ticketing industry in Malaysia and and looking at maybe some of the valuable lessons for future mega events. We spoke a little bit about how it can affect the economy, uh, it can affect uh, people getting jobs and all that kind mm. of stuff. Tourism as well is a big thing. Yeah. You know, you know I thing. saw on Twitter yesterday, there were so many people saying that, oh, let's go to Indonesia because yeah. we can't get the tickets. And there, are, I, I, I didn't see anyone talking about coming to Malaysia. It, well, but I guess we sold out first. If we had a second date, perhaps we might. 
Yeah. And that is kind of the, the thing that's happening right mm. now, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, not saying there is a second date before everybody gets into a frenzy and starts going crazy. There are there, petitions. There, there's petitions to try and get a second date yeah. for Coldplay, of course. Anyway, uh, hanging on the telephone for us is uh, Iqbal Amir, the founder and group CEO of the Livescape Group. Iqbal, thank you for staying with us. Um, now, can you share your thoughts on, on the, uh, I guess, the role of technology in, in ticket sales? How can advancements in this tech sphere help to improve that process and maybe mitigate some of the issues like the uh, server having issues and the scalping and one thing or another? Right now, the most secure platform out there or the most secure way um, that we can get rid of um, um, ticket scalpers uh, mitigate issues that can help improve the process of buying a ticket is through blockchain technology. With blockchain technology, um, tickets will be able to uh, be sold on the blockchain and from there buying and selling uh, can happen openly in a decentralized manner. Uh, people, well, event organizers can set the rules uh, um, in the smart contract that would be fair for all. And uh, I think that's the best bet we have at ensuring that we can make the, the processes better and we can curb the scalpers. There are many projects out there that are trying to do this. Um, Yellow Heart being one that's huge in the US. Um, there's All Access Anonymous, which is in South, based in Southeast Asia, which is trying to do that too. Mm. These will be the platforms of the future. And that's, that's the way. Mm. And I guess in your opinion, besides technology, what can uh, event organizers do to ensure a fair and more transparent process when it comes to ticket sales for especially high demand events to avoid, I guess, frustration and disappointment mm. among fans? Event organizers want to have fair and transparent processes. And, and what they do is they, they, they hire the ticketing company to, to do that process. Um, uh, it, it actually falls within the responsibility of the ticketing company to ensure that all these sales are done um, transparently and fair. You know, the problem is sometimes ticketing companies don't have the technology um, to do it uh, because everybody thinks ticketing is easy, but it's very difficult. And then we have monopolistic companies. So companies like um, Live Nation, they own uh, ticketing companies, you know? So, and, and if Live Nation is doing the tour for Coldplay, they, they, they want to make sure that it goes via their ticketing platform. Um, they want to make sure that if secondary marketplaces like Viagogo is under them, uh, they want to monopolize the, the entire flow from a fan buying a ticket. Sometimes a lot of people don't see that. Um, but to answer your question, the promoter gets, or the event organizer gets the service of the ticketing company in lieu that the ticketing company will be able to do this fairly and transparently. And sometimes this is just not the case. I mean, this might be, you know, a, a fairly naive question, but how, how does the ticket sales process affect an event's overall success? Um, can you share some insights on how a smooth ticketing process can contribute uh, to a positive event experience? Well, if the show sells out, then it's a success. And that's what every event organizer and promoter looks for. They look for the sellout. And if, if their show sells out, 
it means not only the the promoters is going to be able to walk away um, with uh, with money in their pocket after taking all that risk but they also know that fans are going to come and um, the artists are going to be excited because they know they're going to be playing to a full house uh, and those uh, uh, elements are also part of uh, ensuring that the event is success and, and they will overall lead to a positive event experience. Smooth ticketing processes on the other hand, there are bumps, there are hiccups. It's part of live entertainment. It has been part of it for years and years and years. Um, if you're in the music festival business, uh, it's not only from you purchasing the ticket, it's you purchasing the ticket, um, all the way to you scanning at the front door. You want to make sure that that process is smooth. Um, but the technology, unfortunately, is not keeping up with the times. And um, although we've tried everything under the sun to make sure these things happen, we've 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 got to we've got to change the platform mm. because mm. this current platform is obviously not working. Mm. And I guess we need to talk about the resale of the the concert tickets. They are so they are substantially at a higher pl- price more than four folds i believe mm. and i guess what's your take on dynamic pricing strategies for ticket sales could this potentially solve the issue to uh, ticket sculpting or it could lead to other issues i really really like this question um but in my opinion this is a, a fair this is smoke and mirrors you know dynamic Pricing strategies for ticket sales is something that is offered to by by big ticketing companies or ticketing conglomerates like uh, uh, Ticketmaster, um, but it's not what you think it is. Dynamic ticket pricing claims that they are able to um, uh, basically adjust the prices of the ticket according to the demand of the show, but this is not the case. What happens is that they manipulate the ticket prices. They give you the perception that an event is in high demand and the ticket price is going up. So you give in uh, uh, because, you know, uh, humans, we are emotional uh, and you buy and, and, and actually the demand is not high. And this is because it's being controlled by a centralized entity. So if you're in a centralized entity, you're, you you definitely want to sell out all the tickets. So you're going to give these perceptions. It's like going to a online store and you know trying to see a, a particular um, uh, um, cap or t-shirt that you like. And then you know you get those notifications at the bottom going, oh, someone from Ipo, you know, just bought it, you know, or someone near your area just bought it. Those things, we all know those things aren't real, right? But those are to give you the perception that this thing is in high demand, so you should pick it up. Dynamic pricing tickets are done by ticketing companies and they are trying to do the same thing and I think that's wrong. I think you're lying to the to the to the fans and I think you're trying to pump up the ticket price so you get a, a better a better cut of the, the ticket sales because that's how ticketing companies make money. Most importantly, I think all Malaysians should be excited and happy that Coldplay is finally coming down to uh, Malaysia. Uh, we should be happy that we have uh, an event organizer that has wrist, tooth and nail to make it happen and, and the team to do it. And uh, the fact that more and more concerts and shows are happening in the country and people are going out and buying tickets means this is a healthy, 
healthy time um, for people to go out and uh, experience uh, live entertainment and uh, we should be um, supporting the industry and you know and I also hope that other people so corporate sponsors governments see the potential and the impact that live entertainment can bring to the country um, and in my opinion it is much more profitable to do and support events like this than to build infrastructure projects that will promote tourism like having the like like the f1 for example you know i think that's a complete waste of money uh, whereas uh, uh, supporting these sort of uh, uh, high impact events uh, and music festivals is what we should be doing if we want to get a, a very strong ripple effect um, um, that will support the country in the long run Iqbal, not a fan of Formula One. Uh, thank you very much for joining us on the show, of course. Uh, that was Iqbal Amir. He is the founder and group CEO of the uh, Livescape Group. Some really, really interesting takes on stuff there. Mm. you know. And he kind of re- reiterated what we were saying about its impact on the economy. The, the, but the very fact, like he says, that they are finally coming to Malaysia finally. Is, is such a big deal. Yeah. And I think once other acts uh, start seeing... Um, bands like this coming here and they see that the event was sold out that is a clear indicator right confidence I think yeah that there's definitely demand for it Mm. Um, we did ask earlier on excuse me about whether or not you felt as though there's a difference between those people who buy tickets on your behalf and Mm. uh, ticketing scalpers we have some messages Uh, one of them here a number ending 2016 on WhatsApp Um, and uh, they say I know it's tough to govern, but I don't agree on locking a ticket to a person. Just earlier this year, I was trying to treat my staff to a uh, Taiwanese band, Mayday, uh, to the concert as a reward for a good year in 2022. I wanted to surprise them by putting the ticket in Langpao and see their reaction and record it on <laughs> camera. That's very cute. Okay. But unfortunately, I couldn't do it. First, there's a maximum number of tickets sold per login. Mm-hmm. Then, if it's tied to a person's name, how do I surprise them? What if they couldn't make it? It's a surprise after all, so I can't chuck them in advance. Uh, too many problems. Thank you very much for that. It's true, though. Mm. Well, there are just, it is a very complex uh, industry. I would say there are too many problems and not not to say like not enough solutions, but I guess these, like, you know, they are they can't restrict to tying it to one person. What if that person can make it last minute, right? Mm. Like, and how do you really prevent people from buying on behalf of other people? Because maybe some people really had to work on that day. They had a very important meeting. But does that... Or as one of our colleagues said, maybe they were a doctor. Yeah, maybe correct. they were a healthcare worker or something. Exactly, exactly. A they parent have... even. Yeah. 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 But does that uh, take away their opportunity to see a band that they really like? Mm. Yeah, mm. that's what I think. I, I think it, it's like Iqbal said, and to reiterate what he said, this issue is, is not Malaysia specific. Yeah. It happens anywhere where there's demand for tickets like this. Mm. Um, but it has to be rethought. There has to be other solutions. It's, it's sure. really funny. Like uh, in Korea, uh, the celebrities themselves try ticketing them for their own concert, huh. and they actually film that uh, in in in. Uh, in real time, right? And they couldn't even buy their own tickets wow. to their own concerts. So uh, it really shows that it's not uh, 
unique to Malaysia, the mm. ticketing issue. Even in the US, where you've mm. seen so many court cases uh, yeah. against yeah. the ticket, t- t- yeah. is it Ticketmaster? Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and and one here in Malaysia as well recently, a lawyer, mm-hmm. a lawsuit as well. So too many problems, too complex. It's there are too many problems to solve. However, that we know there's demand. Let's get those bands over here, oh, shall we? Right. <laughs> Let's get them over here. I mean, we, we have seen other bands coming here. We, yeah. we know that there's, you know, Cigarettes After Sex are coming and there's other bands coming as well. Uh, we know that. It's all, uh, Damien Rice is coming. It's all very Love exciting Love is stuff. coming. Yeah, yeah. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. We are going to say goodbye uh, for today. That's all the time that we have for today. But if you do, uh, if you did miss the show, don't forget you can go and download the podcast wherever you normally get it from. We recommend the BFM app. It's available in the Apple App Store or Google Play. But don't go anywhere because coming up after the one o'clock news, it is the Breakfast Grill replay. Uh, Tilemaker, Nero Ceramic Group have been expanding uh, their retail strategy through uh, the Creative Lab Store's managing director, Ian Cock, shared our on the breakfast grill if construction has resumed to pre-pandemic levels and whether they're en route to going public. That's all coming up after the one o'clock news. And to take us up there, of course, we've got some music from the Supremes with Stoned Love, followed by Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings with How Long Do I Have to Wait for You? <laughs> oh, dear. This has been Enterprise Biz Bites here on BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the VFM app.